Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. We're so glad you have chosen to worship here today. As Joe mentioned, next weekend is Tom Stammon. He's here with a school of ministry he's going to host here at 7 o'clock next Saturday evening. And then he's ministering in our 10 a.m. service. And then we're turning him loose on Sunday night at 6. And uh, he has a phenomenal gift of encouragement, prophetic encouragement, like no one I've ever met. And uh, I know several brothers in the prophetic ministry, but Tom is unique and he's a blessing to the body of Christ, and we try to have him every year to spur us on towards love and good works. Amen. Paul said to stir ourselves up with the prophecies with which we've received. Amen. All right. Or James said that. Or was it Paul said that? Paul said that, yes. To Timothy. I knew there was someone else involved other than Paul. All right. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Thank you so much, Shake. Can we just... Special appreciation. Thank you for quoting this morning's text as well. Amen. Verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, four dimensions, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's say amen. Amen. Happy New Year. 2010. When I hit my 40s, the world suddenly had a lighting problem. I mean, the, the light in restaurants was ridiculous. And the print they put on the backs of CDs was so small, no one could read it, I thought. In my younger days, I had 20-20 vision, meaning at 20 feet, I could read what was considered by doctors to be normally read from 20 feet. But in my much younger days, I read that chart with one eye, either eye, down all the way down to the bottom or the line above the bottom. You've seen the eye chart, the big E at the top. I mean, and the doctor told me I had 20-10 vision, meaning I could see at 20 feet what normally is considered normal to be seen at 10 feet. Now, I don't know that I had superpowers or anything, but, you know, doctors, doctors establish norms and call it normal. And God's able to do above and beyond the norm. Amen? And so taking that little... Uh, I wouldn't call it a phenomena, but that little fact that a person can have 20-10 vision, taking that as a cue just for the sake of memory, not just to be cute, but for the sake of memory, let's have a vision for this year beyond the norm. How about it? Beyond what is considered normal. 
You can't go where you've never gone before unless you're willing to do what you've never done before. Let's move outside of our comfort zone. Let's let the Lord stretch us because he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. How, who knows that power is exceedingly powerful. Amen. Now for a commercial. You get an old man on church. Walk through the Bible seminars. At a walk through the Bible Old Testament or New Testament seminar, we walk you through the major people, places, and events of the Bible. This is not an in-depth Bible study where we study a particular Bible character or a book of the Bible. It's more of a journey, a journey through the Bible to help you do what we all love to do as children, connect the dots. I wish we didn't have to call it a seminar because it's like no other seminar you've ever attended before. It's not a day of long, boring lecture after lecture after lecture. However, it's a day of excitement, group interaction, fun, and most of all, learning. Years ago, a system was developed to help people walk through the Bible to understand it in the most unforgettable way, using something we all use every day, our hands. The hand movements really helped me memorize the Old Testament. And you get kind of a mental picture, a mental map that's always around you. It's enthusiastic and uh, gets people excited about the Bible. It wasn't a sit down, be quiet, listen to me, and I'm going to teach you what you need to know. It was a learn with me experience. He really interacts with everybody. Helps me learn more, um, being interactive like that. In the Walk Through the Bible Old Testament or New Testament seminar, we teach you 77 hand signs that will help you walk through the Bible in the most unforgettable way. Half the time you're going to be laughing hysterically, and the other half of the time you'll be sitting there just saying, wow, I've never seen that truth before. I would definitely recommend people to go through the walk through the Old Testament or walk through the New Testament or walk through the Bible, the whole thing. you got to do this. This is so exciting. Listen carefully. God wrote a book, a love letter from himself to his people. Through the walk through the Bible seminar, I pray we can ignite a passion for God's word and God's people. These seminars have been proven from the youngest person to the oldest to bring excitement, fulfillment, and desire for God's Word. Please join us, schedule, promote, and attend a walk through the Bible seminar so you can better understand the love letter God wrote, the Bible. The Bible is an amazing volume. And um, it's not possible to cover all the Bible in a normal Sunday morning setting. And many times, as preachers, we preach our favorite verses. (laughs) And so it's my desire as a church that we have a holistic understanding as a whole. Holistic is not a bad word if you use it correctly. Amen? Uh, As a whole, get a picture. So we're going to focus on the Old Testament. Give us from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We'll feed your barbecue, take care of your children, your children who are of school age, will also get a knowledge of the Word. And you'll leave here not only understanding the full context of the Old Testament, but in a way that you'll remember it for the rest of your life. Amen. All right. Last Sunday we spoke on how to live beyond the norm. We spoke to 
the believer as an individual, and today we're going to speak to us as a corporate body. Right now, let's just review this right quick. Leave 2009 behind and move in to 2010. We can't live in the past, but we can learn from it, can't we? Let's learn what we can and move on. Number two was to declare your independence from the tyranny of other people's opinions. It might be okay to enjoy human approval when we have it, but we should always pursue God's approval because it is long-lasting and not fickle and gives us reason to live in 2010 beyond the norm. The Bible says in Proverbs 29:25, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. If we want to live beyond the norm, we need to face all your challenges and live for more than just survival. You know, if we can just make it through December, things are going to be all right come summertime. Just a, a short-sighted, us-for-and-no-more mentality is not God's will. The word mediocre means two things. It means not very good, but not very bad, ordinary or average. But it also means not good enough and inferior. How can it mean these two different things? Because the former uh, definition, not very good, always gives way to the latter, not good enough. Mediocrity causes apathy. Who knows that's true? When I was in school, if I was doing good enough to pass, I did my worst schoolwork. Good became the enemy of my best. But if I was in danger of a D, my dad had a way of building a fire. <laughs> I did my best work and learned the most that semester. Don't let good enough become the enemy of living beyond the norm. Live for more than just being happy. Surely God gives each of us Every day for more than just ourselves. True joy comes when we practice loving him and our fellow man more than ourselves. Who knows that's true? It just feels a, puts a spring in your step. There's a sense of purpose. But if it's just you, you know, years ago we weren't very prosperous. But we never went hungry. And so when it was time for vacation, I would go to kids camp. I would volunteer to go to kids camp. Beaver's Bend State Park, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Who's ever been there? <laughs> Beautiful place. Beautiful place. Spend a week, Monday to Saturday, laying down my life for other people's kids. It was fun, but one year I said, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. I'm going to have a vacation for me. So we went to see Ken, folks. It was okay. My ears rang all week, too. It was just, I should have went to kids' camp. <laughs> Live for more than just yourself, and you will enjoy life more. Look for opportunities to find solutions. If opportunities ever open, they open for those who are looking for solutions to problems. Amen. Look for solutions. I mean... Problems created a whole art form. You ever heard of the blues? Ever heard of country music? <laughs> whole art forms born. People turned, used those problems as an opportunity to search for a solution, wrote a song, and now they're making money. <laughs> Beyond the mediocrity of the norm. But today I'd like to speak to us corporately. 
as a people. You know, God uh, relates to us as individuals. You and Jesus do have your own thing going. Man, I've got to get off the country music today. That's a George, that's a George Jones song. Me and Jesus. Um, but it's much more than that. The cross was vertical, but also horizontal. Love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love our neighbor as ourself. And Jesus raised the level of that command. As I have loved you, love one another. Some people, sometimes we don't love ourselves, but Jesus always loves us. Therefore, we must always love others. Well, I'm not loving others because I've got to love myself first. That's a very shallow approach to life. Need to look at that again. Unto him who was able to do exceedingly. Can we say exceedingly? exceedingly. Abundantly. Abundantly. Above. Above. All. All. That we ask. Or think. The Amplified takes it and it really amplifies it. It's wonderful. According to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church. By Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. See, there's the name of the, the name of our church. Forever and ever, amen. This promise is for more than just me, us four, and no more. It's for the people of God, the church of God around the world, the church of God expressed corporately within the local setting. It's for Generations Church. It's for Granbury. It's for Hood County. It's for North Central Texas. It's for... America, it's for the world. He is able to do way beyond what we could ever dream of. Let's believe for more than just surviving in 2010. Amen? Beyond the norm, what is considered normal. God made us for more than green grass and a white picket fence and a puppy dog. He made us to do great things that haven't even entered our heart. God's revealed things to us that's never entered the heart of man. So, in order to live beyond the norm, we leave 2009, 29, and the past. Can't live in the 90s. Oh, the glory days of the 40s. My pastor... um, Olin Griffin went to a church in California, took another man with him. The pastor said, could you please come and analyze our church? Something's just not quite right. So for two days they spent trying not to be judgmental, but just praying. And he says their services was made up of just senior citizens. Thank God for the senior citizens in this house. Can we say that? I'm getting mail from ARP, so... 70 doesn't seem so old anymore. <laughs> but there was just people my age here. It would be sad. would not be a healthy church. So that was the first problem. The second problem, they said the music was like a time warp. Way back before they were even Christians, singing songs that were popular in the 40s. There's a reason the Bible says over and over again, singing to the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Oh, but I think we should just sing those 200-year-old hymns. You know, when those hymns were written, there were people complaining about the new songs. It's just been a dynamic. Just been a dynamic. What's the content of the song? Can you understand the words and sing it? If 
If it is, it's good. Good enough for me. Good enough for gospel. Good enough for me. It's great. Leave the past behind. Don't, you know, don't throw it away, but move on from it. Build on it. Our forefathers had shoulders for us to stand on, not to throw away, but not to also dig down and get underneath and serve our heritage like it's some kind of idol. No, we have one God. Amen? Move, build on the past and move on. We declare our independence from the tyranny of human opinion. If we as a church try to please everybody, it's a sure key to failure. A president said that one time. Do these words sound familiar? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the bonds which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Does that sound familiar? All right, here's where we venture into the unknown. We do not hereby declare ourselves to be independent from being enslaved to what people think. While we will love and serve others as God enables us, we will no longer be controlled by fear of their disapproval or persecution. While seeking to give our allegiance to God and the Bible, the rightly divided word of God, we commit ourselves to resist pride and haughtiness in this matter and to love and fear God only. To love our fellow man as ourselves without fearing them shall continue to be our priority. Without trying to offend others, we are now free to obey God even if it does offend others. Who would say amen to that declaration? Amen. Who wants to live beyond the norm? We want to live beyond the norm. We will face all our challenges while living for more than being happy. One of the primary reasons we have on earth is evangelism, not just being happy. If we do not seek to be more evangelistic as individuals while also becoming more evangelistic as a corporate congregation, then we will fail as a church and as a believer, falling short of our reason for existing. Jesus said he would build his church. But he told his church to go and make disciples. Many times the church is trying to build itself and expecting Jesus to make the disciples. It's the opposite. We've got to get our hands dirty with the needs of humanity. Nothing will make us happier than seeing God's purposes fulfilled. His purpose first. The caboose is our happiness. Many people have made the caboose their engine. And it's an unending search. You'll never find it. Well, I'm just not happy anymore. Well, make God's purpose your purpose. Humble yourself. There may be some tough times to go through. Sometimes he calls us to do tough things. But I'll tell you, joy is coming in the morning. Amen. God first. Many charismatics are looking for happiness and calling it revival, the promise of which can become a carrot stick that appears to be godly but is nothing more than a spiritual distraction from God's purposes. Are you listening? I am all about being filled with the Spirit and often enjoy the joy that only He can bring. But that joy should propel me beyond the norm to do something for the advancement of Christ's kingdom. The joy that the Holy Spirit gives us is for more than just our enjoyment, but for the power to be witnesses. 
If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to receive this promise of Jesus, which he said would give us power to be his witnesses in all the world, beginning in our hometown and continuing around the world. If we do not pursue obeying this promise completely, we risk becoming religious consumers more sensitive to our own needs than the needs of others, our own agenda than that of God, our own mission than the Great Commission, and our own happiness than that of the fathers and angels who rejoice every time one sinner repents. I think I'll move on before I get to meddling. If we want to move beyond the norm, we must look for evangelistic opportunities. If opportunities ever open for evangelism, they open for those who are praying and looking for such opportunities. Amen. What I have in my book is an evangelistic tool. No, we're not going door to door with a big red book. But this book is filled with blank pages that I want us to write the names of lost and backslidden people that we know. People you know, your kinfolk, your neighbors. Outlaws, in-laws, exes who live in Texas and outside. <laughs> so what I'll ask you to do today, just to start, this book will always be up here on the stage. and We'll pray over these people and pray. But what I'd like for you to do just to start is take your bulletin, one of the pieces of paper on the bulletin, either, either where the sermon notes are, tear it off, or the visitor's card on the back. Write the names of the people you would like to see come into the kingdom in 2010. They may have given their life to the Lord, but they're not a disciple. They're not following him. Write their name down. Write their name down. And put it in the tithe and offering boxes at the door as you leave. You could also leave some tithe too if you'd like. But don't attach it to it. This is not hinged on uh, price. And we're going to write these names, someone with better handwriting than mine. Inside the front cover... This is what I've written. Father, we pray that you will save, deliver, and sanctify these people whose names are listed in this book. May you fill them all with the Holy Spirit and use them to be your witnesses. Enable us to teach them and make each one a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name, Generations Church of Granbury. And after today, this book will be here, and you can add names. As you meet new people you want us to pray for, add names to this book. And as they get saved, we can cross them off. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can show them, look, here's where we were praying for you, buddy. Amen. Mao had his red book. We've got ours. Amen. In conclusion... If we're going to live beyond the norm, we must become willing to send those whom God wills for us to send out. We must become willing to send those whom God wills for us to send out if we want to live beyond the norm. Willing to send your child. You know, if we have any disciples, it's our children. Are you willing to make that investment into the kingdom purposes of God 
and release your kids to go and serve the Lord. And please do it with joy. Don't do it like my grandma did. She told my dad, this is the dumbest thing you have ever done when we moved to West Africa. And they would send us tapes where she's bawling and squalling every day. Oh, we just wish you so much. Please come home. Please. It was just, man. She was robbed of the joy that the Lord had for her. We were in no danger because we were in the will of God. Perfect, safest place to be is the will of God. Acts 13, church in Antioch. We're having church. And as a minister of the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And they obeyed the Lord, laid hands on them, and sent them out. And the book of Acts was never the same. After chapter 13, churches began to be established throughout the Roman Empire because the church was willing to let go of their best. We're letting go of our best. Andy and Jess Duncan, raised in this church, phenomenal people. Andy's been our youth pastor for five years, our worship pastor for about three years. They're moving to Florida and when we close the service, I'd like for us as a congregation, those of you that are led to do so, to gather around them and pray over them. Amen? Where, where are you at, Andy? Are you? All right, there they are, Andy and Jess. We just um, will miss you. You have, as the rest of the staff members know and have done as well, you have spoiled me. I will miss you. And Jess, it's been a delight just getting to know you. And we want to send you guys out wholeheartedly. Push past the pain because for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. For the sake of the kingdom, they're going to bear fruit beyond our borders. And we're going to be blessed in the process. Amen. The influence you've had in Andy's life since you were in second grade when the church started. Amen. And encouraging his parents and raising this young man. That influence is going to go and bless others. We must be willing to do that. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that as a church, we would be willing to leave the past behind. Learn what we can learn from it and build on it for the future. And Lord, may we become independent from controlling people whose opinions scare us. Lord, may, may we be bold as lions, willing to offend if necessary to do your will. In Jesus' name. Lord, may we face all challenges and live for higher purposes than our own. In Jesus' name. And Lord, may we look for opportunities, Lord. Give us names to pray for. And as we pray for them, Lord, may you bring creativity to our hearts of what we can do for these persons, individuals, and families to see them walk in the fullness of your kingdom. And, Lord, as we send Andy out, Lord, we know the day will come when we'll send others out. God, we don't like it, but we know it's your purposes. And, God, we want to move beyond what is normal. In Jesus' name, God, we just rejoice in you. And we give you all the praise and honor and glory. Amen.
Israel has two lakes in it. The Sea of Galilee, which is like a miniature ocean. I mean, they have seawalls around this thing. It's the lowest elevated, lowest in terms of elevation, freshwater lake on the planet. Phenomenal, full of life, very deep, the shape of a heart. It's awesome. Fisheries, uh, people have a business of fishing out of it. It's incredible. But not too far away from it is another lake. Nothing lives there. The Dead Sea. Because all the water that goes into it stays there and goes nowhere else. You want to die? Close up. Stop giving. Stop living. Just become self-centered. You'll become a Scrooge himself. We want to be alive, church, do we not? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pronounce a blessing on you. May you go in the blessing of the Lord. But I'm also going to call Andy and Jess forward and those that would like to gather around them and pray for them. They're here with us for another Sunday. One more Sunday, right? Here with us next Sunday, but with Tom Stammer's prophetic ministry, you know, we... It would be too much going on, and so we want to take our time. And so how many want to have a chance to lay hands on Andy and pray for him in a public setting? Let's do that here today. And uh, so may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord himself lift up his countenance upon you.